0: Hi guys, welcome. My name is Jean-Jacques Barrett My name is Michelle McDonald. I am one of the co-owners of the gym along with my husband, Jean-Jacques Barrett We're here to talk about fitness, food, training, macros, all that good stuff. I want to share with you some of my experience, uh, why I'm here, uh, the reason I choose to be in the fitness industry, the reason why I wanted to compete. Uh, some of you might be surprised the reason why I decided to do my first bodybuilding competition. I love the fitness industry. I've learned a lot. And I just have a real passion for helping people have the best expression of their genetic potential. going to be super awesome. I think you guys will, uh, will love it. This podcast is produced and sponsored by SocialFix Media, a digital marketing and production agency for health, fitness, food and beverage brands. Visit SocialFix.com to learn more. All right, guys, welcome to episode number two of uh, the Tulum Strength Club series. On the first episode, if you guys uh, missed it, uh, we, we talked about uh, where I started, the reason um, I started into uh, the personal training industry. Also, uh, the beginning of thinking of doing a, a bodybuilding competition. And today, part two, how did it go? What happened? Is there like any crunchy stories we can, uh, we can look at? Well, actually, there is. Let me start by saying that at the gym I was working at, again, for those who missed um, episode number one, uh, the diet that I was under was called the Diet of Hell. And the diet of hell was consisting of, at the beginning of it, meat, oil, veggies. And we're talking like broccoli, green beans, spinach. That was kind of it. Now, that was 10 weeks out. Now, at four or five weeks out, you could say meat, meat, more meat, um, a little bit of veggies. But tons of cravings and really low energy <laughs> it was the first time that it was like oh that's what they mean by I want to sleep like 10 hours and I don't want to do anything and I feel like I, I was like in that crunch mode time and uh, uh, one thing that I vividly remember is I was at my desk at the gym I was working at as a head trainer and my boss at the time she was always like testing me, she was like, Jay, a poutine would be really good, poutine, for those uh, of you guys don't know, pretty famous in uh, Quebec, pretty famous in Montreal, so it's french fries with uh, cheese and kind of a gravy sauce on it, so she was always like, like, a poutine would be really good, pizza, Jay, would be really good as well, like, why are you, like, going through that hell to go on stage, and I'm like, holy smokes, uh, can you stop here? I know I I look like shit, I feel like shit, but you don't need to <laughs> kind of discourage me with, with with that. And I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on going. And every day she would say, Jay, like, like I have a really enjoyable life, and you're like you're a good-looking guy. You don't need to do this to prove yourself that like you're worth something. And I was like, what kind of attitude is this? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <clears throat> long story short, kept on going, kept on going, kept on going, and uh, the trainings were becoming tougher. So I had to, uh, like, I, I really needed, um, really needed to focus on like the task at hand. Um, uh, same with the nutrition. Multiple times I was like, man, I, I want to, I want to, I want to bench on something here. Um, you know, I would, I would enter grocery stores and, and things that I would never notice in the past. Like, oh, I smell sugar here. Oh, I smell bread here. All things that in the past I would never notice. Now, man, my senses were like sky high for those things. Like I could, I could like a mile away, like smell the McDonald burger of someone walking down the street. So anyway, um, you know, made it happen, and, and at one point there was a there was a switch because I could feel that it was going into kind of a poor me type of mentality. And at three weeks out, which doesn't seem much, it is kind of a lot because if you if you multiply that by seven days, it's 21 days, and in those 21 days you have like 24 hours, and in 24 hours you have 60 minutes so multiply that i don't know exactly how much it gives you but each if at each minute you're telling yourself poor me i would eat this i would eat that those three weeks are hell true hell so i needed to find a way to i needed to find a way to change my mindset change my focus and the best way that i the best thing that i found at the time was well why you do this uh, people that want to accomplish something exceptional sometimes will have to do something that seems impossible to accomplish to make it happen. And you're that breed. And And remember, um, that was for me at that time kind of my one of my first real big accomplishment in life, so to speak. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, and that's going to be a skill that I'm going to be able to use for something else in life that, that we'll need to face, something that will... Feels somewhat impossible to accomplish. I'm going to be able to accomplish it because I will have that experience, the first bodybuilding experience of "Hey, I made it happen!" And at the beginning, something super challenging. When facing it, when you when you face it and you um, you win at it, so to speak. It's tough the first time, but it becomes an habit to think that, a hey, each time it's going to happen, I'll be able to turn my mindset on, on, on something really positive and, and not quit and go and jump over the obstacle. But the opposite is true as well. If I would have quit and say, poor me, poor me, and stay in that mentality, let's say I go for a donut. I go for that donut, da, da, da. And then I'm like, okay, I'll keep, ah, uh, uh, it felt good like for two minutes. Then you feel like poop because you're like, shit, uh, will I be able to bring the best physique that I want to bring on stage? So you kind of feel guilty and then you go back on the bandwagon, but then you quit the first time. And it's hard to quit the first time, but then it can become an habit. Like you're going to face something else in, in in like the week after and you're going to be like, uh, should I give in, should I not give in, should I give in? It won't take as much time as the first time to quit. So I'm going to quit again. And then it's going to become a habit. And I was like, no, I don't want that to happen. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm a warrior. I'm going to make it happen. I'm someone that's from that breed of, okay, it's kind of impossible, but I'm going to achieve it. And I started to pretty much embrace that pain. And like, yeah, I felt foggy. Like things were like moving really fast around me. People were talking. I needed to ask them two times or three times to... Say it again and, and working as a personal trainer, I had to move weights around and I was like much slower than as per usual and all, all those things But I was like, you know what? I'm still moving. I'm still making it happen. I'm still, I'm still moving towards my goal. And I would say that that was one of the main things that I got from, uh, from getting ready uh, for, that, uh, for, that, for that competition. Anyway, um, quick story here. Uh, so moving from four weeks out to two weeks out, I'm on a really low carb strategy, really, really low carb. Then, uh, my coach and gives me my carb up strategy. The carb up, uh, for those who are not familiar with, uh, with bodybuilding consists of, uh, a shitloads of carb <laughs> in your diet for one or two days, uh, in order to create what we call a super compensation into your muscle tissue. So, if for a long, long period of time you kind of deprived your, your body from, uh, from uh, glycogen or carbs um, that are stored into your muscle tissue, the, your body will go into what we call a supercompensation mode. So the ability to pull in or store more carbohydrates into your muscle tissue. Uh, and, and carbohydrates attracts water into the muscle tissue so imagine you have a ziploc bag where you you pull you put water in it imagine now you double it so not only you look really lean but you look in a nutshell really full at the same time so you you kind of look bigger at the end of the process but in order to create that you need to deprive the body for a long period of time without having those carbohydrates. So then you double your Ziploc bag volume, and then you're able to intake more carbs, intake more water into the muscle tissue. And then, boom, you look like a giant elk, lean, shredded, and you're super happy. With that being said, that very morning, go to the grocery store, so the carb up starts on a Thursday morning. Finish my workout, I'm completely trash. And I go buy all my sweet potatoes, my rice, and stuff like that. Pay, and... (laughs) I'm about to put my sweet potatoes into my plastic bags. And now a quick word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Tulum Strength Club, providing natural athletes and lifestyle clients with the best possible training experience and guidance in the industry. Visit TulumStrengthClub.com today. It took me 40 minutes. (laughs) After paying the cashier and like trying to open the plastic bag, I was so zombieed out. So imagine, imagine, guys, a guy six foot tall, close to 200 pounds, looks like a zombie, tries to open like a plastic bag, is not able to open it, not able to open it, not able to open it. And that process keeps on going for 40 minutes. People are kind of looking at me and like, what? what's, what's going on with that, guys? And I was like, I was kind of laughing at myself, but at the same time, I was like, ah, you kind of look ridiculous. Anyway. I was able to. I was able to make it happen, and <laughs> so I put all my potatoes into my into my bag, the rice into my bag as well. Walk home, kind of groggy, start to cook everything, and oh my god, a potato, a sweet potato, never tasted that good. Uh, like it was heaven. I was like, oh, the taste of the sweet potato. Then the next meal was. Was uh, if I remember correctly, jasmine rice. Oh my God, a grain of rice was like oh, priceless. That's at the beginning of the carb up. That's on the Thursday. On the Friday, when I had to eat the same amount, I was like, Ah, I'm done with carbs. This is too much. I don't want to eat more. So you go, you go through these like extremes that are like really extreme. From, oh my God, I would, I would. Sorry for the expression, but I would. Killed that I have a bowl of rice or so to, I don't want to see it anymore. I'm done. Like, ah, I'm tired of carbs. Give me back that low carb. Give, give me that meat back. I don't want to, I don't want to see a grain of rice. I don't want to see a sweet potato ever in my life. Anyway, so did that for two days. Worked, uh, things worked really well. Um, and then the morning of the competition. Uh, the morning of the competition, we arrive at the site, we register with our coach, and then after that, we go backstage. And in the backstage area, um, you know, there's pretty much two things to do chill out, <laughs> and then 40 minutes before, 30, 30 to 40 minutes before you, do, you uh, go on stage, you start the pump up process. So we were in the chill-out phase and, you know, we talk and et cetera, et cetera. And then the coach says, okay, Jay, your category is up in 40 minutes. Let's start to pump up. I'm like, all right, start to pump up. And he he had a bag and uh, there was a table. And then he empties the bag and on the table now appears countless Snickers bars. I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> this is heaven here. So the reason is fast-acting sugar going into, going into your, your muscle tissue. Uh, there's sodium as well in it, uh, into, into the Snickers bar. So everything to bring as much blood flow as possible into your muscle tissue. So then, so then you look pumped to help you pump when you go on stage. Blood flow creates some really good vascularity. I was a natural bodybuilder at that time. So he said, uh, Jay, grab one. Perfect. Devour, devour it like in 30 seconds. I grabbed the second one. He didn't have a chance to see what, what 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 was coming. Grab the second one. Grab a third one. He said, whoa, 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 Jay, relax, relax, relax. So again, the extremes, eh? I went from all meat, no, nothing to, okay, tons of sweet potatoes, tons of rice like that got off of your ears to, okay, now it's like, Sugarfest, backstage, but it's legal. I can have it because it will help me pumping up paradise. But he restrained me. He said, "Okay, Jay, enough." So anyway, I started the pump, started to get like stressed out a little bit, um, and 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 now it's time to go on stage. And never been on a stage before, so I don't know. I don't know. It like how, how it likes. I'm like, it looks like, and I'm like, well, Jay you made it you are here phenomenal now it's uh, now it's showtime let's let's go show them stepped on stage big lights big hot lights like they and they're blinding you now i understand maybe after like 17 18 competitions that the lights are not necessarily blinding you but i was like <laughs> completely stressed out so arrived on stage we had i believe 10 mandatory poses I did five of those correctly. I could hear my coach like screaming, open your back, flex your bicep, squeeze your abs. And I was just like petrified by the entire thing. Uh, and, and I finish, I finish that last. We were two in <laughs> category. So I placed second. I still got a medal, which was great. But, uh, I, I looked at the photos after and I was like, huh. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I I got, I got, I got destroyed, but, um, I had a good laugh because I was like, you know what? I made it. I started like 10 weeks out. It was, it was a long childhood dream to make it happen. I decided to jump in both feet, not necessarily knowing what, what would happen. Uh, the only thing that I knew would be that, man, I would, I would learn and I would, I would grow a lot from it. I didn't know in which way. I didn't know that it, that it would be such a psychol- psychological aspect to it that would serve me later on. But I knew that I would um, learn from it. And I finished step that stepped out of stage, received my second place medal, finished last but still had my medal so I could like show off to my friends and say, yeah, I placed second here after my medal, etc. Um, but then I became that much of a better trainer because of that, that much better of a coach. Uh, because once I started to have some calories coming back in, coming back to my normal senses, et cetera, I could think straight. Um, I realized that I have a lot of tools in my toolbox to help my people, not, not only from a standpoint of how to exercise better, uh, from the standpoint of helping with, with diets, et cetera, maybe not that extreme, but you know some great body composition goals but also sometimes the, the mental, I guess, tools that you need to, in order to break through a plateau, um, work on a, on a lifestyle habit that might not be, you know, the best for you, uh, for instance. So bodybuilding, that very first competition, taught me that and super, super grateful of it. And, and the other thing that it showed me as well is that it's a never, it's a never-ending journey. Same as in life. Um, like you, you, get ready for your, you, know, you get ready for your first competition. You have the amount of muscles that you have at that time. Uh, you go with a strategy to get like as, as the more shredded as you can be, maintaining as much muscle tissue as you can. You end up on stage. The final results, you take notes, you adjust, you adapt, and then you come back stronger. And I feel that it's a, it's a really nice metaphor that can be applied also in life. That can be applied like in, 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 in business as well. Um, you know, sometimes you, you, in business, you try a new venture. And, like, you don't really know how it's going to happen, but you gather as much information as you can, try to make the best decision possible. Uh, and and, and <laughs> sometimes you hit walls, try to either go over them or go through them, <laughs> through the walls, and you learn from it. Uh, you end up with you know, the end result, you, and then you look back, you adjust, and you, you keep on moving forward. So anyway, just to, just to say that sports, physical activities, all, all of this can have a powerful impact um, in her life as well. Hey, it showed me everything about work ethic, uh, resiliency, being consistent with an approach as well, uh, doing something from start to finish. Oftentimes, like we have, we're inspired to start something um, and then we're motivated to do it. But on the days that things are becoming harder, uh, that inspiration, that motivation is not necessarily enough to stay consistent. Sometimes you need to apply what we call discipline. Well, you know what? On those days where you have like no carbs (laughs) and you're eating your meat and it's a big freaking leg workout, you guys know what I'm talking about. You still need to make it happen. And then you're done your leg workout, you eat your meal, and then damn, it's cardio time. You still need to find a way. Do you think, really think in those moments that I'm like, oh, wow, it's going to be, I'm so motivated to do my cardio workout. No, not at all. I'm like like everyone else. I want to go home and I want to go chill. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it happen. And that's where discipline comes into play. And that's where lifestyle habits comes into play as well, to have the ability to be disciplined, to go through that hard moment. And then, but the thing is, When you climb that mountain at that specific moment you feel like a freaking giant same could be applied in life so anyway rambling on but just to say that that was my first competition that was my first experience i ended up in that summer doing two more competitions uh the third one hey lucky me i won uh it was a um it was a fitness it was actually a fitness modeling competition uh to be a spokesman for a um uh, for a supplement company and there was a part in it that uh, we needed to present ourselves and talk and it was like oh yeah we have to talk and present ourselves that's where I'm gonna get all those boys and I won. So that was pretty amazing. It was a pretty cool summer. Uh and uh in the next episode what we're gonna what we're gonna cover together guys is um how did I move from being a head trainer at the At the gym in my hometown, I was was starting to be pretty established, especially with that win, especially with those competitions. People would come and see me to move as a freelance strength and conditioning coach at the Batcave where my coach and mentor Yannick was working at. And starting from a salary standpoint and from a revenue standpoint, bottom zero again, because I had to build my clientele from the bottom up. From the bottom up, no advertisement, no Facebook, no Instagram, but I still decided to make that move, but enough for today. That's going to be for the next episode. We're going to cover all that together. Thanks for tuning in. Looking for contact-free delivery of hard-to-find beverages? Check out beverageuniverse.com.